Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas. And this is episode number two, five, eight. You from you, you, you beautiful, wonderful people, you cool bastards. Thank you very much for coming back. Thank you very much for the response to last week's episode. Um, I really appreciate you getting the word out there. Much love to every last one of you. You cool, cool bastards. Thank you very, very much. Uh, folks, <laughs> this is one of those weird times and where once again, I have something planned that I want to talk about and something actually happens that actually basically makes me go, yeah, screw that crap. Talk about what just happened recently. And this is another one of those situations. And and what I've noticed, and I think you probably noticed this and everybody kind of noticed this. Things that you overhear when you overhear other people's conversations, it tends to be infinitely more interesting than the conversation that you're having with the person that you're with. That always seems to be the case, mainly because a lot of times when we're hanging out with our friends, all we're basically doing is updating stories that we already know. You know, you already know about your 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 best friend's spouse and their kids you get it. You know about their families. They don't have to tell you anything. You know what their spouses are like. You know their brother's dope. You know their kid's a big pain in the ass. You know their husband or their wife did this, that, and the other. You know that crap. So basically, you're just getting updates, like like Microsoft updates. You know what I mean? They don't take the whole operating system off. They just keep adding crap to it. But in comes someone else's story. And you don't know anything about the person. And they're saying some interesting stuff. Infinitely more interesting than the crap that you're hearing from the person across the table from you. And that kind of happened to me. I'm sitting there with a friend of mine. We're grabbing a little grub at this breakfast place. We're hanging out. We're talking. Hey, this, that, this, that, this, that. He's basically starting to tell me stuff that is impossible for me not to know. But what the hell? That's what friends do. And good friends listen to that stupid crap. Even though, you know, 94.6% of the crap he's about to say, you don't care. You love the bastard and you listen anyway. So we're sitting there talking. And normally I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, like I said, I, I, I like to hear stories and I like to tell stories. So if I'm hanging out with a friend of mine and he or she is telling me a story, I will dutifully listen to the story. OK. But sometimes someone will say something near you. You will overhear something and it will take your attention away. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You've been on an elevator with somebody. Somebody says something interesting or on the phone saying something interesting and you really want to hear that crap. You're probably you only have to go to the second floor. There's 28 floors in this building. You, you saw that them put them push floor number 17 and all of a sudden you push number two and you go, oh, my goodness, wrong floor. <laughs> and you push the button above the button where they push the button because you want to hear as much of this sick crap as possible. You want to hear about what he this guy did with this and you want to hear about this merger or you want to hear about his kid did that you want to hear that crap because you don't know this crap and you don't know this person's crap and you want to hear that crap even if you're on the elevator talking to somebody you overhear it you want to hear what the other person is saying back to the place where we're eating so we're sitting there talking, my kid, this, that, no, she, she, I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to go to the recital less. You would have loved that she played this Beethoven, that, and this, that, and this, and I'm listening to it. And it's okay, you know. And then I overhear the person in the booth behind us 
say something that basically made everything that my friend was talking about. I would like to use the word moot, but is there a word that's actually 55 times more powerful than the word moot? Well, whatever it is, insert that word. Okay. He's talking, and then my daughter, and you know Charlie, my son, he was the big, that's all I could hear from him, because the person in the booth behind me said this just loud enough for me to hear it. Yeah, man, I couldn't, you know, man, it was really weird, because I, I, you know, after my wife duct taped me to the bed, you know, and I, the next thing I know, I wake up and she's licking my butt. I overheard that exact phrase come out of the mouth of someone on the phone and it was behind me, back of his head to the back of my head, on the other side of the little flower pot between the booths and all I heard was wife licked my butt, me duct tape and something about him waking up to her, him, her licking his butt and I all of a sudden didn't give a damn about what my friend on the other side of the table was talking about. I tried my best to pay attention to what he was saying about his wonderful kids and wonderful wife. But all I wanted to hear about was the buttocks licking wife of this guy behind me. And he's going on. I can't remember exactly what he was saying because I was trying my hardest not to laugh my ass off. But he's regaling the person on the phone with stories of all of these weird things that were going on. And my friends talking, you know. And another thing, you know, I'm thinking about, we're thinking about moving her to another school because her grades are so big. That's what he started to sound like. Why? I already told you. Buttocks licking stories were going on behind me and I wanted to hear that. And the funny thing about it was I thought I was the only one that overheard the bastard. But I could see when I looked around that there were people at tables around him that were it was, you know, when you're looking at people and you can it's obvious that they're not paying attention to the person that's in front of them talking to them and they're making it a point to try to pay attention to what's going on around them. Like when you watch a husband and wife at a table and you could tell she forced his punk ass to come out, even though there's a playoff game on and there's a. There's a TV behind her head and he's pretending like he's looking at her. But really, quite frankly, his eyeballs are focused on the screen behind her. She's talking about stuff. He's nodding and she's and then eventually she realizes he's not paying attention. And she says, and I'd like to come across this table and dump your food on the floor. Yeah, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not paying attention to me, you bastard. Well, let's just say the six tables around buttocks licked were all kind of leaning towards him, trying to hear what the hell this bastard was saying, because apparently he said, my wife licked my butt, I woke up with my wife licking my butt. He said it loud enough for people to hear it. And I'm going, this is weird. Does this guy realize that a third of the people in here are trying to hear his buttocks licking story? Does he realize that? And as it turns out, the story had expanded beyond the people that were sitting around him because the waitress came over. We had already ordered our food. We didn't want anything. She comes over asking us if we want something. Right. The whole time she's asking if we want something. She's leaning her head towards that side of the table so she can overhear the buttocks licking story. And we're going, no, that's fine. We don't really need anything. Waitress. Thank you very much. You sure you don't need anything for the exact length of time that the story lasts? Well, she didn't say that part, but that was apparently what was going on in her mind. <laughs> you know, 
But then unfortunately, when they really got to the good part, he didn't notice that there were people listening to him because there's always one guy that gets greedy with the story. We were all trying to be, it was like we had a collective effort to listen to this guy, but we all kind of silently agreed to not do anything to let this guy know that we were collectively listening to his wonderful tale of buttocks licking from his wife. We had made a decision. We were going to not ruin it. But there's always one guy who leans in a little too far and falls on the floor. And then the guy gets broken. The guy's trancing, telling a story until the phone gets broken. And he looks around and he notices everybody looking at him. And he goes, I'll call you back. I'll call you back. I'll call you back. And the story was over. Bastards. I hate when somebody messes it up for you like that. And I wanted to hear the rest of this story. I almost wanted to get up and go, hey, 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 buddy, sit down. You picked, turn the phone back on. We've been listening to you for 17 minutes. Talk about your wife doing stuff to you. And damn it, I want some resolution right now. We're emotionally involved in this story. And I will actually pay the rest of your tab if you just tell us what the hell happened with your wife doing stuff. I need to hear the end of this damn story. Man, I got to get out of here. No, you will not get out of here. Everybody who's in the, every, who else wants to hear the rest of the story? We all want to hear, I'm going to hear, there's 15 of us and we want to hear the rest of the story. You guys are sick. I'm not telling you the rest of the story. Oh, you're not? Then the waitress goes to the front door. She comes, right? She motions to the kitchen. The guy from the kitchen who had actually taken the surveillance machines and aimed them at the table and turned the microphones up because he wanted to record the remainder of the story. And he comes out and he hands her a cleave and they stand by the front door and they go, look, buddy. We're going to hear the rest of this damn story. You you ain't leaving. This is kidnapping. Shut up. Anybody isn't no kidnapping. We want to hear the butt story now. I'm not telling you anything. Oh, you're not telling us. I'm going to call the police. Oh, you are? Look at that table over there. What's over there? Those are police officers. Uh, sir, um, uh, we really were also, we're off duty police officers right now. Um, just let you know right now we have weapons. And uh, we also want to hear the end of the story. And, um, you know, I mean, it would be a shame if you have any kind of warrants or if you have any kind of parking tickets or if some of the, something was planted in your car like five minutes from now. Um, if we don't hear the rest of the damn story. You would actually plant something on me just because you want to hear the story about my wife doing stuff to my butt. Yeah, we're kind of into that shit. So you're going to tell us. Then, of course, he told us the rest of the story. And damn it, it was worth the kidnapping. We all applauded when he told us the end of the story. It was a fantastic story. And he goes, you know, I'm really glad I told you the story. I got a whole bunch of other stories to tell you. And we said, are they as good as the story? Oh, God, that was not even nothing, man. I got better stories about my wife doing stuff and weird stuff. Me and her doing stuff. And that's that, okay. Is there any way you, we could build a stage here in the restaurant, put a microphone up there, and we'll uh, we'll have you do a show just for us, not any new customers, because you don't want you know you want to do this. Just the people that are here now. We'll actually all fill out forms, and we, we'll you'll regale us with your wife's stories of but we'll, you will no you'll do a one man show for us until you tell us all the relevant stories, and we'll call it. The buttocks tales, and then you could tell us about all the stuff that happened. I'll be glad to do that. Fantastic. You may let him go. And he walks out the door and he looks back in and goes, I ain't telling y'all shit. And then he rolls and he runs down the street, gets in his car and leaves. <laughs> I really wanted to hear more stories. <laughs>
But that's what I'm saying, folks. I mean, when you overhear stuff, when you overhear stuff, it's way better than the crap you were meant to hear. You know, when the stuff that you're meant to hear, everybody kind of cleans it up to make themselves look better. But when it's overheard stuff, you get the real deal. And we all want the real deal, don't we? You know, it's just better when you when you know the truth, man. It's better when you when you hear the good stuff and you know the truth. Even if it's be- even if it's the truth about yourself, you want to know the truth about yourself. I had to do a little self reflecting, right? I had to I had to figure out some things for myself in comparison to my friends. Because I'm approaching middle age, approaching middle age. I'm fucking middle age. Let me just cut the crap. And a lot of my friends are middle-aged or older. And obviously I have a lot of younger friends because of what I do. I have a lot of friends. But but I started noticing I, had, I wasn't around as many of my friends as I, as I used to be. And then I ran across an article on the internet that said, you know, middle-aged men, they don't keep their, their friendships up. They allow their friendships to, la- to lapse. And they have to deal with loneliness. And whenever an article is in a a newspaper that says something negative about your age group, your ethnicity, your sex, you immediately get into defensive mode. It's like when you go into a store and the salesperson comes up to you and and goes, can I help you? And you went in there specifically to buy stuff. You went in there not only buy stuff, but to ask a salesperson questions about the stuff you were going to buy. But just because they walked up to you, you go into defensive mode. I'm, I'm just looking. I'm just looking. And you know, you're not just looking. You got your credit card with you. You actually have a piece of paper in your pocket that shows you exactly what you wanted to buy and you have written on that piece of paper ask the salesperson's questions about this crap but because the salesperson came up to you automatically you're so used to people being over aggressive with their sales approach you automatically go in defensive mode well it's the same thing when there's a news article that says something negative about you in some way and then this one, oh, single middle-aged guys are lonely because they do not hold on to their friendships. They let their friendships latch, lapse. And I, but, but no, we don't. Well, yes, we do. I got two friends in California right now that I love dearly. They're like brothers to me. And I haven't talked to them in months. I've texted them. I've contacted them via social media, but I haven't done what I would have done when we actually lived in the same state, which is, you know, go out to dinner with them. Actually, I can't do that because I'm in New Jersey and they're in fucking California, but I can still, I could still Google plus the bastards, right? I could still get on the phone and have a conversation with the bastards, right? I could still do that. We could actually, I mean, you know, we could do that. That's, that's as, as close as we can come to that crap, right? But I haven't done it. Why? You know, life kind of takes you away. So the article had some truth to it. And I wonder about that, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, do, do you have friends that you, that, you, that you know you dig, but for some reason, you know, life kind of just pulls you away from them and you don't get an opportunity to hang out with them or talk to them as much as you'd like to. So I got, let me, So in the beginning, I got a little defensive about the article. Uh, no, that's not true. I, I, I talk to my friends every 3.5 milliseconds. But I don't. And I know I got to change that. You got to be able to assess yourself accurately. Right? 
I had a friend of mine call me up and he was talking about a lady that he really was interested in. And he, he, he texted me picture, a picture of her that, she, you know, he, that he found on Tinder or whatever the hell kind of dating site. And he went out with her and he was like, oh man, she's the best man. You know, she looks like Hallie and she's the best and this, that and the other. And he goes out with her. And as it turns out, when they met and they started talking, he was enamored. He really wanted her badly. I got to have her. She got to have her. Need her, need her. Look, she's the greatest, the best, the incredible, the double, incredible, and incredible, and double, and better than best and incredible and then incredible i gotta have her lover she's the best and being there but she was not interested she liked him as a person but she didn't want to get it on with him she liked him as a person she wanted him as a friend she liked him as a person and the friend did not want to get it on with him and he wanted to get it on with her and he did not like the fact that she didn't want to get it on with him she friend zoned the bastard oh no so he calls me up and he goes, yes. And I go, yes. He goes, man, she fucking friend zoned me, man. And I go, eh, what are you going to do, right? He goes, man, and he's whining like a punk. Now, being a very, very close friend, very close friend, I can speak frankly with him the same way he would be able to freak, speak frankly with me. When I call up and I say something completely stupid and dopey and punk-like, I need him to go, yes. And I go, yes. He goes, you're a huge punk. Stop being a punk punk. And I go, am I being a punk? And he goes, you're being a punk. And I go, yeah, I'm being a punk. And guess what I do after that? I stop being a punk. So I had to call him up after he left me this message. And I go, hey, man, what's going on? She friends on me, man. Whine, cry, complain like a punk. Whining, whining, irrational responses. Shut up. Love you like a brother, but guess what? What? You're being a punk. I am not being a punk. She will be in the friend zone. There is no friend zone, man. The only time a friend zone actually exists is when you continue to pursue someone who isn't interested in you. If someone says, I'm not interested in you or I want to have you as a friend, if you just decide, okay, I'm going to be friends with this person because I enjoy their company and their existence in my life is an asset, I now acknowledge that we're never going to have a romantic relationship, but I love them as a person enough that I want them to be around me anyway. You're not in the friend zone. If you say all of that crap, but secretly going in, well, it's okay. We're great. Okay. You don't want to get it on with me and be my woman. That's fine, you know, but I like you as a friend so much that it doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm going to want you to be happy even if it's not with me. And she leaves and you go, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. you think you don't want to be with me, woman, but I'm going to work out and start looking good. And I'm going to have you come over to my house. No one, I'm going to have you come over to think you're going to think you're helping me paint. But then you're going to see me with my shirt off and you're going to see my six pack that I'm going to have two years from now. And you're going to go, I was so wrong about that. Here, have access to my delicious vagina. And I'm going to go, I knew it. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> well, if that's what you're thinking, dumbass, you put yourself in the friend zone. She didn't put you in the friend zone. She just said she wasn't interested in having a romantic relationship with you the friend zone is a place you put yourself the friend zone is a prison that doesn't have walls or ceilings you know what i'm saying you're free to go 
If you were walking across the gigantic field the size of an American football field and there was a big bear trap sitting in the middle of it and all you needed to do was walk from one side of the field to the other side of the field to gain entry into your life free from this person and you walk right up to that bear trap and stuck your foot in it, who are you should be? Who should you be angry at? Should, be, should you be angry at the, at the people that put the bear trap in the middle of the giant field? No. Should you sue the bear trap company because your ankle is broken? No. You put your foot in the bear trap. You could have walked around the bear trap. You could have gone, you know what? I don't want to be anywhere near that bear trap. You could have walked up to the bear trap, looked at it and said, that's an interesting bear trap. Hope no one gets caught in it and continue to walk. But you decided, hey, I'm going to put my foot in the bear trap. Ow, my ankle's broken. That's your fault, punk. <laughs> that's close to what I actually said, the shorter version. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, man, but I really feel, I said, I know how you feel. You think I've never approached women that weren't, that, that I liked that didn't like me? Of course it's happened. I've had women go, look, I think you're really cute and funny and charming and all of that, but you're not for me. And if I thought the person was a cool person, somebody I, I wanted to spend time with and someone I would enjoy without all of that, guess what happened? They were my friend and I moved on. The romantic parts of me moved on to someone else. I have extra, I have ex-girlfriends that are good friends of mine. These are women that I took to Bang City for years at a time. There's two in particular that we had long-term relationships and banged the crap out of each other. But then we realized it wasn't going to work out on a romantic tip, even though we like banging the crap out of each other. And guess what happened? We disappeared from each other's lives for a few months, maybe a couple of years. Then we reconnected. And what happened? We became close friends. And I have zero jealousy of them with being someone else. And they have zero jealousy of me being with, with someone else either. We're friends. I'm not in a friend zone. I'm a friend. And that's what you got to do, my friend. I said to him. And he says, you know what? As your rights, your rights. I just need to sit back and chill for a minute. I don't even want to sit there pining away over this woman just because I want to be with her and she doesn't want to be with me. I mean, if, if I'm a mature man, as I'm going to just relax and go on with my life. I need a little time to heal and then I'll move on with my life. And I said, that's good. That's good, dude. And he goes, all right, man, talk to you later. I said, okay, I'll go see you later. Bye. Click. And then he said, I don't care what that says. I know he's given me good advice in the past, but I'm going to have that woman. I don't care what he says, Mr. Funny Man with his fucking podcast. Fuck his podcast and fuck his stand and fuck him. I'm going to have that woman. Think I'm going to look at all that butt and them delicious breasts. And I'm not going to give me some of that. I don't give a damn. I'm going to sit back in the cut. And I'm going to have that woman. I'm going to get in good shape. I'm going to make a whole lot of money. And I'm going to date women that are hotter than her. Make her jealous. Think I'm going to bang a couple of her friends. Make and they gonna tell her how good I banged them. And she's gonna be going, damn, I should be banging him. I'm gonna do all that stuff. I'm gonna make myself real. I'm gonna become real good friends with her family. And then her family be like, you should be with him. And she's gonna be like, I should be with him. And then she's gonna see me looking good in the hand about the good banging and hear about it and all that crap. And then she's gonna want me. I'm gonna have that woman. Damn it, I'm gonna have her. I will have her, damn it. He, that's why he don't even realize I don't let him into the attic of the house because ain't nothing but pictures of her with pictures of me together. And I superimpose a wedding gown on her 
and a groom gam outfit on me. And I found a bunch of little kids that look kind of like me and kind of like her. And I taped those pictures under the picture of me and her in the fake outfits. And it's great. I don't care what that says. I'm going to have that woman. Um, you, uh, you didn't, you didn't hang up the phone. You, you, you hit the speaker button. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's kind of getting kind of awkward right now. I mean, you just, you, you just said, fuck my podcast and fuck my standup. And, uh, I, I, I really didn't mean that. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't take offense to it because I know my podcast is good. I know my standup is good, but I, I, and I was just kind of, you know, I didn't, I mean, even when I was mad at you, I never said like, fuck his Fuck his extermination business, man. Fuck his kids. And I, even when you made me mad, I, I never said that. I never said, he ain't no good exterminator. Fuck him. I bet this, I bet the roaches probably eat his poison and get bigger and stronger. And he, I bet he drives to people's houses and puts roaches and bugs and rats in there on purpose so he can come back and be an exterminator. I never said nothing like that when I was mad at you. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like a bit of a douchebag right now. Yeah, you, you, you kind of are. I mean, I was... I mean, that was really not necessary. You know what I mean? I mean, this, I mean, Jesus Christ, man. You know what I mean? You know, you know how it is. I mean, yeah, no, sometimes people say things that they shouldn't say, you know, and I apologize for, I mean, I'm not, I, I mean, you should apologize for that. I should say, and I do apologize, man. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, I was just a little frustrated. Yeah. All right, man. You know, you know, you know what? We've been friends a long period of time. There's really no reason for us to be upset about a bad comment here or there, all right? It's just, you know, you go your way and cool off a little bit and we'll get together tomorrow and get a grub together, you know what I mean? And everything will be cool. All right, man. All right, man. Bye. Jesus Christ. It is kind of fucking giving me a hard time. I'm trying to, I didn't call him. He called me. Fucking dickhead. Jesus Christ. I don't, I don't even know how he got that wife in the first place. His wife is hot as hell. Shit. The only reason he's married to us because I, I, I was going to, you know, she wanted to date me. You know, I was going to, I was going to take her to Bang City, but I was like, no, nah, she's probably more compatible with my boy. That's why I hooked him up with her. Please, <laughs> wait till he finds out. Uh, he'll never find out he was her second choice in the first place. You know, I mean, it's not a big deal. You know, it's no big deal. You know, I mean, uh, an exterminator, but he don't even want to be no damn exterminator in the first place. He wanted to be a singer, but he wasn't good enough. <laughs> uh, I'm also still here. Oh, ooh. Uh, I guess I should be apologizing to you as well. Was that true what you said about my wife? No, man. I'm. Uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. It's time for me to leave. Um. <laughs> so, uh, I got a, I got some stuff to do. Uh, I was obviously just kidding. Uh, you were not just kidding because you didn't know I was on the line. Yeah, I did know you were on the line. I was. Uh, I did that to get back at you for, for, for when you didn't hang up. I pretended that I didn't know that I hung up to say mean stuff about you that I didn't mean, to, you know, just to, to hurt you back for. I'm not buying it. Oh, uh, we, st we uh, still get together tomorrow for lunch. Uh, no. Uh, is the friendship over? No, nah, I'm probably just going to slap the shit out of you when I see you. <sighs> How long will I have to actually avoid you so I don't have to have your big six foot four ass trying to kick my ass? Uh, about a week or so. Okay, I'll see you in two weeks. Not a problem. Bye for real this time. Still there? Still there? Still there? Still there? Still there? Your mom's a hoe. Your mom's a hoe. Your mom's a hoe. Your team sucks.
Um, your grandfather's a punk. I see that last one would have got him mad because he's a really big fan of his grandfather. Now I know he's gone for good. Uh, anyway. Whew. Sorry about that, everybody. I didn't expect him to. Never mind. <laughs> but I noticed what happened to me, folks, is I've now been moved into the um, what I like to refer to as the boy for a husband category. That's what's happened to the yes machine. I've been moved into the boy for a husband category. And we, you know, when you have, when you're when you're in the when you're in the friend zone, basically they pretty much very quickly assessed you and decided that they're you're, they're not someone they want to get it on with. I'm in the boy for a husband category. But in many ways, it's actually worse than the friend zone that people put themselves in because at least in the friend zone, you know immediately it ain't happening. In the boy for a husband category, they're holding out because they become emotionally attached to you. They like you. They've investigated you a little bit and they've decided that you're someone they can be serious with and they don't want to sleep with you because they know they need more investigating. And that's a little frustrating on my end. And it's dumb man, to be stuck there because you want to leave, but you can't leave because, you know, they really want to get it on with you. But you can't get it on with you because they want to investigate you some more. And you don't want to go away because you don't want to invest that much time in them and not get it on with them. Those one night stand guys have it kind of good, you think, in the beginning. At least they get to get it on with the woman, but. But then they get thrown away like garbage because they just get used for their looks and body. I long for those days again when the 20s and women would just say, hey, you're cute, bang me. And I'd go, okay, and I'd bang them. Now I'm 48 years old and I go out on four dates with somebody. And then when I was 20 years old, I would have, that would, three, two or three dates in, it's bang city. But now when you're 48 years old and they're looking for husbands or at least boyfriends and they're like, nah, 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 nah. If I bang in and, you know, you won't take me seriously. I'm like, I will take you so damn seriously if you give me some. I will be so damn serious. I will double take you triple seriously if you give me some right now. That's not convincing, is it? No. Uh, I actually had a girlfriend tell me we we're going out. Give me take her upstairs. I'm about to jump on top of him. She goes, wait a minute. And I go, oh. I don't think she's going to tell me I'm on my period or some crap like that. She goes, I like you too much for that. You like me too much to bang me? What the hell is that? You know, you seem like a sweetheart of a guy. And you look like the kind of guy that I could get serious with. And I just want to make sure it's right. Now, that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing insofar as if she does think that you're right, then not only will you get to get it on with her, what you really, really want to do, but you once you move to that plateau, you're going to be getting it on with her regularly. Oh, yeah. The bad part about it is that she could investigate you for a long period of time and go, you know what? I was almost about to bang the crap out of you for the next foreseeable future and then eventually marry and bang the crap out of you till you're dead, but uh, you messed up. That minefield I laid out to try to find out if you're the kind of person I can build something with. You did really good, but right near the end, they stepped on one landmine and blew yourself up, and you ain't getting none of this. And I realize now that I've permanently moved into the boy-for-husband category, there's not a damn thing I can do about it. No more one-night stands for me. I mean, I haven't done that in a long time anyway, but 
I would like to mix some of those in there every once in a while. When I see somebody really hot, it's like, I don't really like you as a person, but I find you attractive. You don't really like me as a person, but you think I'm cute. Is there any way we could just really know? I seem like a nice guy and it's someone that you could build something with. No, you could not build nothing with me. I'm really a piece of crap. You're not buying it. You can tell I'm nice. Damn. I don't want to be in the boy for husband category. The boy for husband category sucks. Until you get to the point where you start getting it on and dating and and getting serious. I used to dread that conversation. Where do you see this relationship going? I used to hate that because usually it was somebody who I wasn't really that interested in, but I thought they were cute and I was in my 20s and I just wanted to get it on and they're starting to get real serious real quick. But when you get to my age, when a woman says, where do you see this relationship going? That's the equivalent of I've decided to bang you. You just have to answer this question correctly. Answer quack correctly. Get some booty. Where do I see this relationship going? I know one thing I can tell you, Pop. I see this relation going on for a long time. I haven't even thought about anyone else in a long period of time. And I think you're special and I don't want to be with anyone but you. Bing, 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 bing. Correct answer. Your prize is several years of delicious buttocks from this beautiful woman. That's your prize. Well, this game show is over. He actually won access to her delicious buttocks, access to her heart and access to her in a relationship standing isn't it great we're gonna come back next week and see if he can get to the championship round called getting her to the altar and knocking her up and being happily forever after we'll find out next week uh, wave to the crowd everybody that's what you want to do so as it turns out, maybe I shouldn't complain about being in the boy for husband category. It's kind of a good place to be because the type of woman that puts you in the boy for, hu boy for husband category is a different type of lady. It's a smart lady. It's a beautiful lady. It's a lady of substance. It's a lady that likes a good man. It's a lady that will appreciate you because she's already dealt with a bunch of douchebags and she doesn't want to deal with douchebags anymore. She realizes you're a great guy. And although it's frustrating, the prize on the other end is fantastic. Being a boyfriend, husband is kind of like going to a gym and having a personal trainer. Your body's a little flabby. The guy goes, I can get you in the shape, but it's going to be tough. But in the end, it's worth it. You go to the gym every day and it hurts. It sucks. You're sweaty. Muscle pulls, muscle aches, this, that. You got to take Tylenol and Advil and all of that crap. You got to get in the tub and get in the hot tub and, and all my muscles are pulled and all of that. But after about a year of that crap, you look in the mirror and you got a six pack. And all of a sudden, you look forward to work, working out. It doesn't hurt anymore. Was it worth the trouble? During the middle of it, you didn't think so. But when it's over, you know it was. And I realize that's what being the boy for a husband is kind of like. It's a lot of work. But if you stick with it, Oh, yeah. Ha ha. Segment open. All right, my friends, let's talk about something here. Uh, what I want to talk about is uh, is you, the mighty sass bastards. Uh, I just want to say for the record right now that I, obviously I, 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 when I talk about you guys, I always say, oh, much love to you. And I, and, and I, I do mean it. But I want to say something else this time. I want to say something else that I also mean. Um, you people are weird. 
<laughs> and I mean that in a good way, because obviously, uh, since you listen to me and I'm weirder than, than you people, um, I just want to say the I didn't realize exactly how much people are actually paying attention to what I say here. I mean, obviously, I know you're listening, but it's really weird when I when uh, like three or four weeks or three or four, three to six episodes or 12 episodes later, someone will reference something that I said in an earlier episode and uh, and then sometimes it happens maybe the week a week later or, or, or I'll get a, a you know I'll get a, a direct messages on Twitter or somebody will send something to the email address. I remember when I did it, I did an episode a while ago. I see not too long ago, a few episodes ago, I talked about uh, you know whoppers and all that kind of stuff. And a, a bunch of episodes ago, I did an episode about uh, it was about my tuna hoagie recipe. Now I forgot which episode that was, but that was quite a while ago. And people are still giving me a hard time in a playful way about my tuna recipe. And the guy goes, yes, man, um, I'm a new listener. Um, you know, I saw the one you did about the Whoppers and everything like that. And, uh, you know, I understand. That I think the Whopper is a good, ha- good sandwich as well. And I, so, I, so I think you have a good taste when it comes to that. But I mean, I, I like that part you did, the comedy bit you bit about that you did about that uh, tuna hoagie recipe, you know, because there's nobody in the world who's gonna eat a tuna hoagie, you know, with a uh, you know with a with a barbecue sauce on it. You know, I, I can understand how you put all the other stuff on there. You know, I can understand. I can even understand the spicy mustard and the sweet peppers and the onions and all the, the tomatoes and the lettuce and tomatoes and all of that. But I like that comedy bit you did about putting um. When you, when you talked about putting barbecue sauce on your on your on your hoagie, uh, on your on your tuna hoagie, and I know you wouldn't really do that because we, we, and I said yeah, actually I I, I do put uh, tuna fish on uh, my tuna hoagies. I do actually put barbecue sauce on there. No, seriously, man. I mean, I know you don't do not do that. And uh, if you're listening, and I know you're listening, because obviously if you if you if you reference that episode. I mean, you've listened to a whole bunch of them in a row. You, you know, I don't know if you're one of the original sass bastards from episode one, or from my, some of my newer sass bastards. But uh, so those of you writing me and asking me if I actually put tuna fish, uh, uh, put the barbecue sauce on my tuna fish hoagies. Well, one, I, I don't eat tuna fish hoagies anymore. Uh, I'm trying to eat healthier. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not going to mix some of the men at some point. But you know, it's one of the points now where I actually have turned any kind of junk food into what dessert used to be. You understand what I'm saying? It's like you say you're, you're eating food and then you, you, you finish your, your, your dinner or something like that. And you have a cupcake or some ice cream or some crap like that for dessert. I realize now that because I'm trying to eat healthy, I have to make sure that I don't eat a lot of crap at all. If any crap at all. And I mix in crap or I'm, or I'm going to mix in crap and have that be like the treat. You know, where where whereas a regular person would go, okay, I'm gonna have my regular dinner. I'm gonna treat myself to a slice of a chocolate cake with some ice cream on it. <laughs> I can't do that. But what I can do is every time I reach a plateau weight wise or I see a physical difference, I will <laughs> I will have the whopper. I will have a small tuna hoagie. <laughs> And I'm between weight plateaus and body plateaus right now, and I it, it's it's annoying. But it's funny how you use those things to kind of push yourself forward and make you work out. You know, I'm on the treadmill, and I'm looking at the time. You know, um, uh, man, I've mean, only got three more minutes left on this treadmill that I can get off. That's, by the way, that sound I'm making is a treadmill sound. And there's something in the back of my head going, 
you know, if you do an extra five minutes, that'll move you closer to another wobber. You realize that, right? Yeah, if I do another five minutes, that will move you closer to another wobber. I'm looking at the thing, the machine, five. Four, I, I, beep, 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 I add five minutes. Two and a half minutes in. The Whoppers ain't that fucking good. I mean, another minute or so will actually move me closer to a Whopper also, right? But what about I want a cupcake or something? I'd probably have to add like 12 minutes. Another part of me goes, you know, you really you really do like cupcakes. Maybe you should add 12 more minutes because if you had 12 more minutes and you keep adding these 12, keep, keep that 12 extra minutes on your treadmill, you know, you know, you'll actually move faster to the cupcake. Uh, right, I do want a cupcake. I mean, I love hope, the, the, the Whoppers also, but well, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm just gonna add a few more minutes on that. It'll get me, get me closer to the cupcake. Four minutes in, fuck cupcakes. This is some bullshit. I don't even like cupcakes that much. I mean, why am I acting like cupcakes are so great? Cupcakes ain't that great. What the hell am I doing? Let me get off this goddamn title. Fuck this. See that hot girl over there? Yeah, I see it. I see it. You know what? Just imagine if you get in really good shape. She probably thinks you have a, a pleasing personality. She thinks you're cute. You remember that time you walked by her? She told you you had cute dimples, and you were going, "Yeah, she thinks I have cute dimples." But then you realize it was just one of those little punk compliments that she gives to somebody that she thinks is cute, but not the kind of compliment that lets you know you actually have a chance. I mean, she's one of these fitness ladies, and she's been because she's in such great shape. She's most likely going to want to see somebody in great shape when she gets it on with them. I mean, when she gets naked, she's all she sees is somebody with a fantastic body when she's sees herself she doesn't want to see a fantastic body look in the mirror and go man i'm also i'm once again i'm looking fantastic and then you go yeah girl let me show you something else and she goes mm, is there any way we could get it on with um you like wearing a uniform that covers everything on you from the neck down and i can just see your face you know what you need to do to get it on with that woman you need to add another nine hours to the treadmill well, I can't do nine hours, but if you do add nine hours of your treadmill run, you'll be closer to being in the kind of shape to have a chance at that particular cupcake, meaning that hot woman over there who thinks your dimples are cute. She already said your dimples are cute. If she thinks your dimples are cute, then you make the rest of yourself cute, then you and her can have some cute babies. And I put another nine hours on the treadmill. I know that's physically impossible. Shut up. Go along with me. I found the special treadmill that actually allows you to do that for the sake of the story. <laughs> F y'all. Um, 17 minutes in. Uh, you know what? Uh, I mean, I heard her laugh once and she had a snort laugh. And even though she's incredible looking, that snort laugh will probably turn me off. I really need to run on the treadmill like that. I mean, why am I allowing this woman who's not even that interested in me to dictate how long I'm on the treadmill? I don't know her, nor do I owe her. But I really look at her. She's all sweated up. I mean, good Lord. I'd like to be the reason she's sweating up for real. Cause if, yeah. But then again, I'm not in the kind of shape that I would be able to do something with her long enough to make her sweat like that. She'd be Maybe she'd have a couple of beads of sweat on her head and go, that was pretty nice. Too bad you weren't in better shape and you could get it on with me better than that. I better put another 40 hours on a treadmill. And then I wake up in the hospital. Mr. Thomas, were you actually trying to add 40 hours on a treadmill to get it on with a hot 29-year-old uh, woman? No, doctor. We have the surveillance film of you uh, running on the treadmill and actually speaking out loud, saying that you were going to add extra time on the treadmill so you could get it on with the hot young woman. 
do you realize that she was the one that found you on the bottom of the treadmill, passed out, and she gave you mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, and, and then the ambulance came and got you and brought you here? You know, well, the, oh, so, so, so she gave me mouth-to-mouth. I wish I could remember the mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. That would have been great. Um, did she say anything? Yeah, she said, um, I can't believe this jackass had the nerve to run on this treadmill thinking that would have, get him an opportunity to get it on with me. He'd have to put six years on that treadmill to get it on with me. <laughs> and then I write down the amount of time I'd have to ride the treadmill to get it on with her six years. And that, okay, none of that happened. <sighs> but you guys do send me uh, emails, email and sometimes direct messages on Twitter and stuff like that where... <laughs> You know, I remember when I told people I wasn't going to eat Whoppers for a while. And of course, people being the wonderful folks they are, they send emails of encouragement and direct messages of encouragement. And also I had a couple of people uh, send me short videos of themselves eating Whoppers. You mean bastards. Hey, that's love your show. Too bad you can't have one of these. (laughs) Yeah, I saw your videos, you bastards. And I want to eat Whoppers and then you're going to send me pictures, videos of you eating Whoppers. I mean, you gave me words of encouragement, but then you're going to have you send me these little one minute videos of y'all eating Whoppers, you bastards. Well, guess what else I like? Titties. All right. Now, let's see if y'all send me a bunch of videos of y'all munching on titties. I want to see that. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I really would like to see that. Uh, I just wanted to say that basically, thank you very much for the, uh, the encouraging emails, you know, the keep it going, uh, good job. Um, you know, and, and, and the people that send me the Whoppers, yes, I saw, not the Whoppers, but send me the little, little short videos of you eating Whoppers and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. I'll be honest with you. That's sh- that, that was, the shit was funny. I appreciate that, you know, but uh, also I, I, I wasn't kidding. I, uh, also like the munch on boobs. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it'll be some videos of, I mean, that would be inappropriate. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not send um, videos of your delicious breasts because that would be wrong. <laughs> I would really, really hate that. <laughs> Please send them. Okay, do not do that. That would be inappropriate. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to end this segment real quick. I just wanted to say thank you for the encouraging words and and for the little short videos and stuff like that. And then it turned into something weird. And that, I don't want, I don't want this to be, I don't want this to turn into that. So, you know, that's, that's the, because that, that would, that would be wrong. <laughs> Send the boob pictures. Segment over. Look, okay, everybody, I'm going to tell you a quick story of a complete douchebag that happened today. Actually, I'm driving to the supermarket this morning to get some stuff for breakfast. And as I'm driving down the road, I'm about a block and a half away from the supermarket when a guy in a SUV looking at his phone while turning the, co- turning the corner swept very, very wide and all into my lane. I weave out of the way so he doesn't hit my car and I stop my car because I know if I continue on, he'll hit the car. He's in my lane, by the way. And then he stops and looks at me. Now, I had an angry look on my face because, well... Maybe, maybe you should not be staring at your phone screen while turning your vehicle. And I had a look on my face of disapproval. 
And instead of just going, sorry, bro, or giving me the sorry about that face, he gets mad at me for looking at him like I was angry. I didn't say anything to him. I just had an angry look on my face because, well, a moron almost ran into my vehicle. He backs up a little bit, still in my lane, by the way, rolls his window down and begins cursing at me like I did something to him. I don't know exactly what response he was expecting, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't the one that the bastard got. What the fuck you looking at, nigga? Huh? Why don't you, what the fuck? Would, would you got a problem or something? And I rolled my window down and I said, you almost hit me because you were staring at your phone screen. Why don't you just keep it moving? I didn't say anything to you. I just want to go about my business. Well, fuck you. You, 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 your fucking attitude problem. You, 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 your, you, you don't need to learn how to drive. Oh, I need to learn how to drive. Yeah, nigga, you need to learn how to drive. I said, really, hold on for a second. And then I reached into the middle of my windshield, click, click, snap off my dashboard camera, which I always have on. And I took it and I, I moved over to the window with it and I showed it to the dumb bastard. What the fuck is that? What is this? It's a dashboard camera and it records high definition video as well as audio of what goes on in and around my car. And it's always on. And you just said that what happened was my fault, didn't you? And the simple fact that you said what happened was my fault means that if there was an accident, you would have said to the police officer that what happened was my fault. You would try to make you would try to make it like I did something wrong. And I have high definition video right now of what happened and of what's happening right now. And if I was an asshole, two things would happen. One, I would get out of this car, walk over to you and beat the shit out of you. Wasn't going to do that. Shut up. Don't try to poke up. Shut your fucking mouth. I'm not done talking. Two, the second thing I could have done and can still do right now is... Just imagine if you had actually hit my car and lied to the police officer. I could have very easily just popped this dashboard camera that you didn't notice at the time until I just showed it to you. I could have just popped it out of the fucking window, let you lie in court, and then show the video in court after allowing you, you stupid bastard, to perjure yourself. And I can tell right now by the simple fact that you're yelling at someone who you almost hit and are trying to be threatening and I'm not threatened, you probably have already been in jail before and you probably have a parole officer. I have neither one of those things on my record. I've never been arrested and I don't have never been in jail and obviously, obviously I don't have a parole officer, but I'm sure you do. What do you think would happen after you perjured your dumbass in court, which I'm sure you would have because you're already lying. Now, if I were you, punk ass, you know what the fuck I'd do right now? I'd roll my window up, back the fuck out of my lane, and go about your day while you still can. Oh, and fuck you. And when the guy realized I wasn't afraid and really wanted to beat his ass, which I wasn't going to do, but wanted to do, but wasn't going to do. And he saw the dashboard camera and he saw how close he came to getting his ass whipped and going to court, lying and having me show the video and having him add perjury to his probably already extensive record. He softened in the face. Oh, oh, uh, it ain't that serious, bruh. It is that serious. Roll your window up and get the fuck 
away from me. Up goes his window. He slowly backs up looking at me concerned because I probably had a look on my face like I'm going to stomp your ears together. And then he backs the car up and very slowly and gingerly goes down the street. And then after he travels about 100 yards, he steps on the gas very, very quickly. Think about that for a second. This jackass is staring at his phone screen while turning the car with what probably is his opposite hand into two lanes of traffic, came within inches of hitting my car, and I did nothing wrong, and then had the nerve to try to blame me. <laughs> I love my dashboard camera. I also love my restraint because, let's be honest, I can't just assume that just because I was right in this situation, I would have been able to get out of the car and whipped his ass. Who knows? He might have whipped my ass, which is one of the reasons why I didn't do that. Because I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, don't want to whoop anybody's ass. My damn shit only get my ass whooped. But I was serious about the dashboard camera. I would have waited until he lied in court. And then I would have said, oh, really? Is that what happened? Well, here's some high definition video that shows you staring at your phone screen. <laughs> and coming into my lane oh and do me a favor why don't you say hi to the 10 dudes that'll be turning your ass into a pinata when you go in the jail you piece of crap i love my dash cam i would suggest everyone out there all of my sass bastards get a dash cam because you never know when you're gonna run across a huge douchebag like i did this morning <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mini segment over. Well, folks, this is S. Anthony Thomas. This has been episode number 258 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you very, very much for listening. I want to say I appreciate everything that you do. Thank you for coming back and checking out this podcast. I really appreciate it. Longtime sass bastards, much love to you. Current sass bastards, much love to you. Future sass bastards, much love to you. This podcast can be heard damn near everywhere. iTunes, TuneIn Radio. Stitcher Radio, the Google Play Store. Um, yeah, everywhere, man. I mean, I'm a, like I said, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn's, iHeartRadio, Google Play Store. Uh, basically, all you got to do if you want to make it easy for yourself is basically just Google the S. Anthony Says podcast or S. Anthony Says. I pop up and just pick one and subscribe to it, damn it. And the home base for the show, uh, the home base is uh, santhonysays.podbean.com. The social media for me is very, very simple. Uh, on Twitter, for me specifically, it's at S. Anthony Thomas. For this podcast, it's at S. Anthony Says. I'm on Instagram at S. Anthony Thomas. And uh, the email for the show is talktosanthony at gmail.com. T-A-L-K-T-O-S-Anthony at gmail.com. Much love to everybody. I really appreciate you guys uh, sticking with me and in, in, um and letting everybody know about the podcast because I see the new people coming and you're responsible for that. And much love to you for that. I really, really, really do appreciate that. Folks, I just want to thank you for everything. It doesn't matter where you listen to me. You know, it doesn't matter whether you listen to me when you're riding on a treadmill, walking down the streets. You know, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're base jumping, uh, you're kickboxing. Well, actually, you should probably not be listening to me while you're kickboxing because you'll get your ass whipped because you won't be paying attention. But But after you finish the kickboxing then listen to me i would i would say that <laughs> it doesn't matter where you're listening to me i just i'm just glad that you do thank you for letting me into your ears into your minds into your hearts i really really do appreciate that you bastards and i'm gonna say goodbye the way i always say goodbye and i want you to say it with me because i know that you do i know that you do and we're gonna do it on the count of three are you ready of course you are one two three 
S. Anthony out.